Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I am your host, Tim Lyons, and joining the studio today, of course, my co-host, the boss of belief, Randy <laughs> Angston. How are we doing? All right. So we got a good episode today, a special, special guest. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you obviously can see him. <laughs> but if you're on iTunes or Spotify or all those other audio platforms, you have no idea who I'm talking about. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this guy. You've heard us talk about this guy on the podcast, probably just about every episode. Yeah, quite a, quite a bit. It's a good thing. He's a very, very important person in my life. He's the fitness director here at Pulse Fitness, Zach Columbia. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Is this your very first podcast episode? First podcast ever. Wow. Ooh, yeah. On the spot. On the spot. Yep. Couldn't be on a better podcast. Let me, if I do say so myself. <laughs> So the reason I want to bring Zach on today is because I want to give the listeners a unique perspective from the really the other side of the business. You hear me talking about being the owner and being the guy that's running the operation, but it's really the team and really Zach of all people is the one really running the gym. I mean, let's be honest. Yep. And so I wanted to bring him on. I wanted the gym owners especially to hear the mindset of what a guy like Zach has and how powerful that could be to finally allow you to maybe remove some of the day-to-day operations out of your life so you can move on to other things and be able to grow and scale on a different level. So glad to have sure. you here, Zach. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head right there is what do we know about most gym owners, right? They start out as trainers, they're really good trainers. They break off on their own. They start a gym. And before you know it, they're wearing a million hats and they're at their gym. They're glued to their gym. They're there 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. They never take a day off, right? Let alone go on vacation. Forget it. Mm -hmm. And really what they are missing is a fitness director. Mm -hmm. And that title of that position is almost a little misleading, right? It's a very natural transition for a gym owner who's doing everything for their business, including a lot of training on the floor Mm -hmm. to step away from the training side of things, but to keep all the other business operations. That's a really natural transition. It's also a really great way for you to stay at your business and be glued to your business and be self-employed like yeah. you talk about versus being a business owner. There you go. Perfect. Right? There you go. You couldn't have said it better. So I think he's coming after my job next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, you know, in the path of travel for Zach in our facility, he came in as a coach, right? You came in as a coach. We were out at the old location and when we transitioned over here yep. and you're a part of the team, just like the coaches we have here now. And when the opportunity arose, I had a decision to make between a couple of the coaches to who was going to fill that when Brent was our past fitness, right? When Brent left and we had an opening and it came down to who had the best 
business mind and you have a business degree, yep. right? So a business yep. degree, you know, it was a tough decision at the time, but obviously it's been the right decision. Yeah. I mean, that's been, solid, I appreciate that. that's been solidified again. <laughs> that, that was solidified again earlier in a, in a previous conversation yeah. we had today. So, and here's the thing, guys, it's sometimes it's somebody within and sometimes it's somebody from the outside. You don't know until you get somebody in the business till you see somebody that rises to the top. And if you're a trainer in a gym right now, like there are opportunities in facilities. So you can get into this. We, we, we call it a fitness director, but is it right. a gym manager? Is it a general manager? Is it, what is it? It's, we call it a fitness director because well, we're a training gym, but it's a fitness right. director because you're really, let's talk about your role. You're overseeing the training team. Yep. You're overseeing the programming. You're taking a look at the programming. Yep. You are working with clients. Sure. So fitness director for us makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he, wears a lot of, he, he does wear a lot of the hats as, you know, and taking a lot of that burden off of you as the gym owner. Mm -hmm. um, and, but like you said, you're right. You still have your hand in the training floor, the program, every single aspect, there's still some influence. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's almost like stepping in for the gym owner, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I'm in that role where like first thing I did this morning when I got to the gym was run in the bathroom and mop the bathroom floors, right? I mean, that's something that like we've got a cleaning crew, we've got front desk staff, we have support staff. But if I weren't here overseeing day-to-day -day operations, then it falls on the business owner to take care of something as simple as, as mopping that. the floor. Mopping as the floor, mopping sure. the floor. Oh, you didn't tell me you mopped the floor. We need to talk to the cleaning company. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, right there says a lot about the individual, right? So if you're coming in as a fitness director and you notice something needs to be done, regardless of it, what it is, take the trash out, mop the floor. It's not what you do every day, but you noticed it needed right. to be done. So you just did it. Yep. We've and, talked about that. And to be yeah. honest with you, that's not the, that's not the norm. It's not anymore. Not with a lot of Employ individuals. Employees, Employee individuals, sure. they would walk right past that. Right. So you have to have the right attitude, right? I can't count how many times I mopped the floor and mm -hmm. how many times I took the trash out and trained clients uh, and sold clients. I mean, clients. literally, I've seen you do that within the last three months, six yeah. months. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jump it's just there. part of the game, right? And it's it goes back to you in the position. You have invested interest in the well-being of the entire organization. Exactly. And it trickles down to every single thing that you do. A lot of employees just don't have that buy-in. And in a position like this where there's so many crucial aspects, it's nice to have an individual who feels the understanding of it just has to get it done. Ownership. You know what I mean? It's, it's ownership. It, it is. It's ownership. And that's for all the gym owners out there that are listening. That's exactly what you should be looking for when you're looking for a fitness director, right? As somebody that's going to be invested in your business. So exactly. And the business mind comes through, right? Big time. So let's talk about some of the things that I, I'd like to highlight that Zach's done that with no direction on my part, he's taken upon himself to go ahead and look at numbers, look at some things. So one of the big things that you just did recently, and this is amazing, the, the charts and the graphs and all the shit you put together for this was, was pretty impressive. It was color coded to real nice. <laughs> uh, what you, I mean, well, take me through why you decided to do it and I'll, yeah. and I'll chime in, but what it was, we felt like we might be overstaffed. We felt like we might need to adjust some schedules yeah. and we felt like we might need to squeeze our schedule a little bit to make it more profitable per hour. But you decided to take it upon yourself. So what did you do to uh, kind of go through that? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember exactly what the motivation for it was other than the fact that it was something that I was thinking about for a period of time, maybe several months, 
where I was thinking like, hey, we probably aren't as efficient as we should be. And what was it like a year ago, we implemented the capacity bonus for our coaching team, Mm -hmm. right? So we looked at our coaching staff and we said, okay, for each training hour that a coach is on the floor, they can service five training sessions, right? And then we look at a quarterly capacity. How many hours were they available for training? And then how many coaching clients or training sessions did they service over that period of time? And we determined what their capacity was. Mm -hmm. And we came up with the idea of creating a capacity bonus, right? Because if you have one coach on the floor and they're training four people and you have another coach on the floor that's training one person, what's the motivation for that person that's training four to work harder and earn the same amount of money? So we wanted to incentivize them, right? And so that kind of capacity was the segue for looking at our overall performance and overall capacity for our training sessions. So if you're a gym owner, this is really easy for you to do is you just look at the number of members you have at each tier. So basically what what we did was we do four sessions a month. We do eight sessions a month, 12 sessions a month, 16 sessions a month, which is our unlimited, right? We, we calculate it. We figure on average um, our, our members are coming 16 times. Well, and then you figure out how many members you have at each one, and then you add them all together, and you know how many training sessions you need to be available for to what, service, to service, sure. What your liability is, right, yep. at the beginning of each month, and then you know exactly how many coaching sessions you need to have available. And for us, when we looked at it, we were overstaffed for sure. We had more availability on the schedule than we needed, and obviously, like when you add that all up at the end, at the end of the day, we're paying for whatever it is, 20 hours a week. I don't know what it was exactly, but 20 hours a week that you aren't servicing. Mm -hmm. Untapped. Sure. Uh, Untapped, right? Right. And then wanted to take it one step further. So then you figure out how much revenue you're generating off of each one of those memberships. You can average it out and figure out for each training session, I have the cost for the trainer or the two trainers, however many coaches I have on the floor at that time. And then what my revenue is for each person that's attending a training session, use my average for how many, what the coach's capacity is at. And then I come up with my profit for that hour. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about some of the software that we use is we can see a, over time, the average number of clients for each hour and for each day. So we can look at the schedule and obviously if you're just opening your business, you're not going to start here, but if you've been in business for a while, you can collect the data and you can look and you can say, Hey, you know, at 5 AM we're super profitable. We've got this many training clients coming in and at 4 AM, maybe we have one client coming in. There's no reason to be open at 4 AM, force your clients, direct them into your available time slots. So you can maximize profitability. Yep. What's really cool about that is it allowed us to see what hours of the day were the most, well, the busiest, right? Yep. The most demand, what our staffing plan was to make sure that we had coaches available for that. And our boot camp classes, our team training, where your class is, we could see which times were most attended. And we, we removed things because yeah. of it. The data told us, hey, there's no point to have the 6 p.m. 
or 5 p.m. Friday night boot camp because right. we're getting three, four, five people coming when people are, there's like 10 or 12 coming in the other ones. Let's get rid of that. And we made this massive change. We yeah. change our staffing hours. We change our training availability. We change our classing. You know, we were worried, right? We were like, oh man, what are these clients going to do? They're going to be pissed. And sure, we heard a, a little bit of grumbling, but since then, and this was like maybe a month ago, right? it's fine. And it's awesome because it's forced people to get into the sessions we have available. And now there's more people per session, more energy. The clients are happier. The coaches are happier. And it, going back to the capacity bonus, it really helps our coaches. They're not so spread out. They actually have a better shot at the capacity bonus, which is a win-win-win. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think on the schedule, we had two hours that we looked at and we had on average less than one client attending that training session, right? Well, that's an easy one. To that's, do. An easy, it, yeah. it, that's an easy one. I mean, yeah. basically we're negative on that one. And then we looked at it and we said, okay, we need to get rid of a couple of team training, which is our boot camp, mm -hmm. larger group, because we're going to be more profitable by filling that hour up with our semi-private training exactly. clients during that time. So that's exactly the thought process behind it. And if you think back to when you, for a lot of gym owners, when they're independent trainers, they're just getting started, you're training one client at a time. And you tell your client, Hey, I've got to tomorrow. I've got a 2 PM open and I have a 6 PM open pick one. Which mm -hmm. one do you want? Which one do you want? And how often was that an issue? Right? Almost all the time. The client's like, yeah, I'll take the 2 PM. Right. They're going to make it work. And I'm not saying that we, you shouldn't assess your availability and, but there's a fine line. Like you got to balance. It's a balancing act to be available and to maximize your profitability. Who doesn't want to make more money in less time? That's and that's why we're in business, is it yeah, not? Yeah, like, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, quite often, right? We, and Tim and I talk about this a lot. The personal trainer that's a gym owner now that's stepping up in that caring, compassionate individual that wants to just serve. There's that fine line. It still has to serve the needs of the business first. And if you completely cater to just pure open availability, you're going to be that one that's dragged along trying to find a way to stay in business because you're not thinking with a business acumen first. You're trying to accommodate every single need of every single client and then trying to fit that into your business. This is the other way around. The data is going to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. You analyze that data. You figure it out as a business first. And like you said, I like the, I think you said you train your clients, right, to, to the availability that you have. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, if that per client was walking in for the first time and that was your schedule, they wouldn't know the difference. No. The only reason that they, some of them had something to say was because they're coming from a place of there's change, yep. you know, but- yep. I know your staff, I mean, I know your clientele pretty well. I've been a longtime member and just around the business for a long time. I can guarantee mm -hmm. that that was an easily, a conversation that went over very easily. Yeah. Like you said, uh, new members coming in don't know the difference. Now, obviously you never want to operate at hundred percent capacity or you sure. don't have room to grow, <laughs> mm -hmm. which when we're, when we're looking at the data, we're going, okay, we're averaging three clients this hour, five clients this hour, six clients. And then we know, okay. Do I need one coach on the floor? Do I need two coaches on the floor? Should I have a floater Yep. Yeah. to pick up some of the slack on busier times? For us, we're very seasonal. So our schedule during the summer going to look different during the fall, especially the winter months into early spring, and then it's going to change again. Yep. Mm -hmm. So gym owners, where's your coach that's thinking this way? Or 
Are you yourself thinking this way? True. Let's right. have that conversation right. first. Well, we talked about it before. Zach, just before, he's like, well, I'm actually acting as what the gym owners out there are doing mm-hmm. right now. I'm doing this. I'm looking at the salaries. I'm looking at the budgets. I'm looking at the staffing plan and training clients. And yeah, that's you need to replace that. If you're a gym owner doing all that, you need to find a Zach or find somebody that can think this way or train them to think this way. And then you can finally maybe move on to other stuff. I mean, without Zach, I can't run ProFit and I can't do other things. So yeah, I would be back doing the same things that you're doing. So it's awesome. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think when I took over as the fitness director, there was like the first month, I think you were gone like three weeks out of that month. <laughs> you, my, my bad. <laughs> you know, traveling and I know you had STS going on and stuff and, and I just remember thinking, okay, what would I want out of one of my employees if they were in this position? And you're a busy guy, Tim. I mean, you got you got a lot going on. And what I would want is somebody that's going to, one, think of the business as what would I do if it were my business? And then two, who's going to make those decisions, right? You talked about leadership before, mm-hmm. and it's like, not once have you gotten on me about like, making the wrong decision as long as I had a reason to make that decision. And I remember that first month going, okay, there's really a couple of things here that I need to do. Number one, I need to learn the systems that have been put in place. Right. And I mean, that was what you had started with. Uh, Brent had grown it a little bit and I was learning it and then now have progressed with those systems Mm -hmm. um, and, and furthering them. And the other thing was, Hey, Tim's a busy guy. I need to just handle this, right? I need to just act as the business owner. I need to take over. If there's a little issue with a client, I'm going to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a little issue with a staff member, going to handle it. I'm just going to think of the business as my own. Yeah. Yeah. And run with it. Yeah. And it's a blessing because I don't hear about the stuff, right? I don't hear about the grumblings and the things that are happening because I know you're handling it. And yeah, you'll bring it to my attention when I need yeah. you. When, like today, right? We had that thing. We, yeah, you're going to tell me about stuff when I need to hear about it, well, cool. But all the other stuff, you know, that's your role and you're taking ownership of it, Yeah, which is huge. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't the norm. Let's be honest. Like you're kind of a, not a unicorn, but like this isn't an easy position to find a person like you. 
It just isn't. Yeah, I'm, pat, I'm, pat on the back there. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, thank you. Take, yeah. Take, yeah. It, take it and run. Take Appreciate it. Take it. Take it. Take job, job security. You yeah, know? there yeah. you go. And so, and on top of this, just the last, you know, like a couple episodes ago, we talked about this silly little banner thing. And I gave you all the credit because you said, hey, Tim, let's throw a banner out there and put the price on it for 350 Unlimited. And let's just do it, see how it works. You just sold another one last night and a trial off of the, the banner. We took it down for a week and people are still coming. Hey, can, can we still get that deal? Right. It's amazing, isn't it? So silly. So low tech. I mean, <laughs> low tech for the win, right? Yeah. I, I mean, thought process there is that's our most popular membership. When you run the data, we have more members that do two times a week semi-private training mm-hmm. and unlimited team training than in any other membership. Now, it's close with our unlimited, but the idea was down the street, you're going to pay $100 a session to work with a personal trainer. Yep. People are looking at us and go, man, this is like a premier training studio. They cost a fortune. That's and what they think, right? That's, thought, that's yeah. what they think. And we're like, hey, you know, we're like a third of the price of that trainer you're training with down the street. Oh, by the way, they have two time slots available. <laughs> two and six. Which just to, you know, circle back to what yeah. we were just talking about. Nice. So close the loop. Yeah. Full circle. Full yeah. circle. Right. So they're going and paying that high price. So that was what we said on the podcast. We're like, well, these people think we're super expensive. We just tell them what we are. And they're like, hey, I want that deal. And then the sales process of that is like, yeah, sign here. There's no sales process involved. No. no. So you have to convince anybody. They know the price. They know it's a great value. Can I have that deal outside? Yep. Here, let me go ahead and slide this contract (laughs) over to you. And it's a done deal. How nice is that? Pretty simple, right? Yeah. Pretty simple. I wish they were all like that. Something yeah. I just want to highlight because obviously, I know we've touched on a lot of things in the position and the mindset and the thought process behind a lot of this. But if you look at everything that you brought to the table, the business decisions that you guys changed all came back off of data. And we continually yeah. talk about, Tim and I mentioned on every single podcast, how important, especially in the marketing realm, the data is for your business. Guys, this is the other half of the coin. This is your delivery systems. This is inside your business. If you don't know these types of numbers, Get with somebody who can help teach you, show you, highlight these things, and then you can implement change in your own organization so that you have the most profitable square foot gym that you can given your unique situation. Mm-hmm. This is the things that we help gym owners with. This is the reason that we're on this mission to help gym owners win. But it all comes back to data. We don't make assumptions. I mean, we'll have an idea. We'll have belief on certain things, but if it doesn't make sense when the numbers are there Mm -hmm. and it's not backed by data, it's not a great choice for your business. Right. And so we use MindBody for, so like, how do they find the data, right? So we use MindBody here. We've used it in the past. We got away from it. We came back to it. Long story short, what are the reports, if you know them, if you don't, that's fine. Where would they, to find their most busiest hours and all that? What's that Yeah, It's called attendance analysis. And it'll show you, hey, 5 a.m., your average number of clients at that time for specific time period. We just do it quarterly when we're running the reports. You got five people. You got 10 people. You got however many people are coming. And you can, if you do things right and you know, okay, this is the revenue I'm generating from this membership. This is how much revenue I'm generating for each attended training session then you know what your profitability is for each training hour. Yep. And you can decide. It's a time as a resource and you can look at things and you can say, all right, you know what? If I just stop accommodating this one client, mm-hmm. yep. I can get out of here an hour earlier and I can make more money during the hour that I'm here. Or you can use that 
if you're a gym owner and you're doing a ton of training and you're trying to find time to do sales, you're trying to find time to do a marketing campaign or do a coaching call or, or staffing or whatever it is, all the other million things that go into this business, right? Just right. gym, but it's like it's a business. It's so easy, right? It's so, it's so, it's so, so easy. Yeah. <laughs> How about when somebody says, hey, I'm going to go open a gym. I'm like, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's really freeing up your time and making the same amount of money. That's what it comes down to or more. Great data. I want to circle back to the capacity bonus because we spoke about it, but let's, yeah. let's talk about why it's a super big win for everybody. So you made a point. We've got multiple coaches on the floor. One might be training four or five clients. The other one's training one. Why should I work harder than this other guy with no incentive to do so? I'm making the same hourly rate or close to the same hourly rate as the other guy or girl. And then from our standpoint, from the gym owner standpoint, we're like, well, that's true. What can we do to incentivize that? And then also make it a win back, not just to give money away, but to circle back and make it a win for retention. So what we determined to do, and you guys could do this in your gyms, guys, you can look at your team. Maybe you have a team of five or six trainers like we do. And you, you basically, we just did this. So total sessions or total availability for us, it's up to five. It was four at one time. So yep. we, and then when we change it to five, we change the percentages, but let's just say yep. you start at, let's just say 60% capacity. So over the quarter, you take total available training session hours and total attendance. And if it's 60% or higher or, or to 70, for instance, yet we have tiers, you give them a dollar per session or whatever it is. I don't know what our numbers are. It's per client, right? So, per client. Yeah. So if you're training, if you're coach, I think we do 50 cents. Of, that's 60%. That's 60%. So if your coach has four people a training hour, they're thinking about it as, okay, I just made an extra $2 this, this hour. This yeah. hour. Sure. Spending the same amount of time again, mm -hmm. right? And working just a little bit harder. And then we went up to 70%. It yep. was like 75 cents and then whatever, 90% a buck yep. per client that you trained over the quarter. So at the end of the quarter, we, we just cut them a check. Hey, good job. If you don't hit that 60%, then you don't get anything. And what that does and what it has done for us, it's had the coach make sure that the people are coming back and they're taking care of that client. And they're making sure that they're booked for their next session because they want that capacity. They want people on their schedule. That's the motivation to get, make sure people are showing up. They're texting them, calling them, make sure that they're going to be there. If they don't show up, they're jumping on that because it could potentially hurt them in the long run if they don't have the people on their schedule. So in you, when you created this, you said, if this was an independent personal trainer running their own operation, would they just let that client walk out the door and not make sure that they're coming back the next session? No, no, no full, they wouldn't. Full value of that client, right? Right. So, and that, that brings up a good point too. This that structure that you guys have in place is a way of incentivizing your staff based on your business model. Yeah. Independent training model, like have like there's a different a bunch of different ways you could be pay your staff. This is the way that our belief, the way that we recommend our private clients start training and paying their trainers. But it's because the data and the metrics and control from a business standpoint is taken care of first. Mm -hmm. It's not just always the interest of that trainer who doesn't necessarily want to run with the business forever. And you guys have put in those systems in place to make sure that there's both your training staff is taken care of, that they have some incentive to go I mean, I don't want to say over deliver necessarily, but to execute their job at the best of yep. their ability yep. and a little bit of that overage if they want to go and outperform. 
And think about this, they want to over-deliver in that session, so that client wants to train back with them the next exactly. time. It really creates a healthy competition in a team environment. I like the way you put it there. Yeah, yeah. very good. Very right, well so we don't have independent coaches trying to steal each other's clients, but it's a really great way for our team to self-compete and to elevate their game and feed off of each other in hopes that that person is going to say, hey, next time I want to make sure I'm training with this coach. If you're not available, then I'm sure they're happy to come in because they know they're going to get a very consistent and great workout from the other coach. Yep. Sure. To, to elaborate on that, again, the business controls the client experience. It's not dependent upon the individual trainer. I just want to emphasize that because we talk about it a lot of t with the business controlling that customer experience. Mm -hmm. You need each of your trainers executing the business's decisions, not the, the you know their own personal beliefs on programming design, what mm -hmm. this client needs to do. All of that's handled by the business here. The independent trainers are executing the business's vision. They're just doing it with their own unique personalities, accountability, the energy that they bring. They want to bring, so yeah, forth. they want to make it a great session. Mm -hmm. So that came from Zach. Another thing that came from <laughs> Zach that just like, that's why he's in the position he's in is because he's thinking about these things. Would I have thought of that? Maybe if I was deep in the weeds again and there, maybe. Day I'd, in and day out, I can't right? say that I would, but maybe. But yeah. that's a, it was like, when you present it, again, this is how it works. Zach has a, sees a problem. He comes up with a solution. He presents it to me. We discuss it. I think that's a great way to do this. And we implement it. And then we roll it out as a team and everybody adopts it. And that's just how it's done. So yeah. smart, yeah. smart. We talk about it all the time. It's be controlled by the business. It's logic-based. It's rooted in data. Guys, this is not guess. We don't guess anymore. Yep. The business runs and succeeds and scales because of the systems in place. Like he mentioned, when Zach stepped into the position, he didn't just come in and disrupt everything. He came in and he learned what Tim had brought in, what Brent had executed on top of that, mm -hmm. added his own touch to it to elevate the situation. But it's there's systems in place. It's not winging it. Yeah, we'll go back to the customer experience thing again, because there are gyms out there that have a bunch of independent trainers mm -hmm. out on the floor training clients. Maybe they're paying you rent. Maybe you're giving them clients as the gym owner. Maybe they're bringing in their own clients. We don't like that model, or I don't like that model for a lot of reasons. We, we actually had that model when mm -hmm. we very first opened in 2009. We got rid of it within months. It was like, dude, this is not going to work. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> the, the things, the reasons I don't like that is you can't control the experience of the gym. So in this corner, you've got a CrossFit coach that's doing like a little small team thing over here with barbells. In this corner, you've got a gal doing band work with elderly clients. Over here, you got a bodybuilder coach that's getting figure girls ready. Yeah, and they're booty classes and over they're, here. <laughs> and, and they're doing pose downs in the mirror and stuff. How do you control the environment? What do you stand for as a gym if you have this style of thing going on? And so if you have that operate, great. If that works for you, cool. But it doesn't work for us. And it isn't the way we teach our clients to run their operations because we own the experience mm -hmm. here. And Zach, we, we talked about this in a prior episode, the experience, right? Coming down into even the smell. What did he do yesterday? He ran yeah. out there and he threw a bunch of these diffusers out there. And now, now it's like lemony grassy. Yeah, well, I, I walked in and I was like, what, what is that? Some, some, I was fresh. just here. It smells, smells clean, right? It yeah. smells clean. That, yeah. It's just that added. And we, we mentioned it, right? Like all of the things that your client experience is not just the results your clients experience. It's the smell, it's the sound, it's the music that's played, it's the energy in the environment. It's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like Tim's mentioned, it's before they walk in the door. 
What is your first exposure to that client before their first session? Do they know where to go, where to check in, who to speak to? All of that can be cleared up ahead of time to elevate that client experience. There's right. systems and processes yep. that these guys have put in that execute that. Yeah. And what you're talking about is client first, customer first. I'm a very, like you, Tim, like you, Randy, very system oriented person. I love the data. I love diving in, looking at how we're doing things, how to improve operational efficiency. But I know that the second that front door opens, client first. That came on. Absolutely. Client first. And that was actually a really hard thing for me because I'm kind of like all in, I'm, I'm hyper-focused. And so when I'm coaching, I'm like hyper-focused on coaching. Hey, this is going to be a great training experience for my clients. But going from that full-time into a director role where now I'm looking at coaching and operations, day-to-day staffing, payroll, et cetera, et cetera, I think that the biggest challenge that I had to ingrain in my mind was stop what you're doing, focus on the client constantly. Mm-hmm. And really, that's not only our delivery system, but that's how you create ascension. Absolutely. There you go. Right? You have to have that rapport. And I think that that was one of the big things that we noticed is when, Tim, you kind of were starting to like taper off of Pulse Fitness is the members missed you. I know. Oh, yeah. You know, you, 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 yeah. Caught some, you caught some flack for that because they were like, Tim's never around anymore. And now it's kind of transitioned into like, I'm that person. They look at you as me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But, but Thank you. don't forget. <laughs> but don't forget that your clients are craving that relationship. So you could be super system focused. But at the end of the day, like client first, customer first experience first. Business mm-hmm. is person to person regardless. Yeah. Like B2B is is one thing, but you always serve another individual. You're always on the other end. Of, like we talked about it years ago with our automation. Automation should always point to a face to face. That like that human experience is what I think what yeah. you're getting at. Like that element of interaction, of realness. You're never going to get it from just automation and text messages and emails. Like you have to perform in a face to face real person execution. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Absolutely. So for the gym owners out there, maybe Zach, you can speak to this. What should they be looking for from their team? If they're looking to start maybe putting this position in place, what should they be looking for? I mean, and I'll chime in on it but like if you're out there if you're making a decision to replace yourself what is it you're looking for well i mean really that's kind of a randy question right because randy asks the business owners the gym owners all about their business hey what do you want for yourself and what do you want for your business? And mm-hmm. how many gym owners don't even know the answer to oh, that the, question? Probably the majority of them. I mean, mm-hmm. most gym owners are in a role like you. Yep. 
so deep though that they it, it's almost like they're treading water you guys feel like i mean quite often i i feel for you because yep. i feel like gym owners feel like they're drowning there are so many hats that you guys wear the only way out is good quality staff people that you can rely on and trust that's a big thing between the two of them i guarantee it tim gives zach the authority to go execute those decisions we've talked about this like we touched on right same thing with profit we're not going to be reprimanded necessarily for making the wrong decision when Just we make a when damn we act, decision, yeah, we, would you? <laughs> yeah, when we, we all look at the business like it's our own. We treat it as if we're in that position to make the business the best decision for the business first. And the trust that's in place is, is a big key component to that. But you have to find good quality staff and you have to have the systems in place. You wouldn't have any of you wouldn't be able to make any of those decisions based on the data if you didn't have a foundation to first look at. Mm-hmm. And so figure out, I mean, my first recommendation for any gym owner is write a list of your tasks, write a list of the things that you do every single week. I guarantee half of them you forget. So as you do them, write them down, then prioritize it based on the needs of the business, based on where you need and want to be in your business, and then start to create a secondary list of the things that you feel that you can offload. That's exactly right. Tim and I talked about our belief when it comes to allowing somebody to step into the role of your business. If an individual can execute that same task about 70, 75% as effective as you, train them up, allow them to go do that task. I'm pretty sure we utilize it, but the watch me do it, let's do it together. I'll watch you do it. You do it on your own. That coaching process, when you take somebody through that process, it's a very easy way of transitioning and educating them and then allowing them and that's, giving I, them the authority it, to go well, do that's it. that's two things. That's how I taught you on some of the software. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's how I tie you on Infusionsoft for yeah. sure. I show you how to do it. You do it. Uh, we fix it. And it's exactly how we train our coaching staff, our trainers, right? They shadow yeah. for yeah. a week. They reverse shadow for a week and then and whatever, right? They We show you how to do it. We watch you do it and we do it to whatever, do it together. And then we, you do it on your own. So it's the same, same thing. Yeah. 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 And Randy, you know, to go back to you talking with gym owners, right? If you're looking for a fitness director or what you want out of that position, you really have to ask yourself, what do I want for myself? Absolutely. Right. Do I want to be that self-employed person who's tied to my business 40 hours a week? Or do I want somebody, if you are that person, maybe you're transitioning and you're saying, okay, I'm going to have a fitness director who's over fitness. They're over the program design. They're over the coaching team. Maybe they're doing sales and that frees up instead of working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Now you're working 40 hours a week. That's one thing. And you can kind of transition and then you can give that person more and more responsibility. If you have the right individual who's owner focused, right? And you can see that business acumen that they have, then you can definitely give them more and more responsibility Mm -hmm. and remove yourself And Tim, you can teach any business owner on how to do that because you've put the systems in place where I'm accountable to you without you really having to be locked into the business and be present day in and day out. Right. A lot of people can't understand how we have this operation where I'm maybe four hours into it. Like we have our director meeting. Yep. What's one hour a week. We got our team meeting. It's one hour a week. And then I'm around. Zach, can you hear me? You hit me on the Voxer all the time. All the time. Right, right. And so how does that even work? Well, obviously you have to have systems. Rick Mayo talked about it. Like you start with systems, then you got to have the team. You got to have the people that are in the right seats on the the bus. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit in your job descriptions, your org chart, and understanding the roles each person has to fill. 
you have to have them written down. I mean, there are things every single day that that these two would do that are just so natural they wouldn't think about it, but you do it all the time. And guys, if you need help, this this is part of our coaching program. Mm-hmm. This is what we do over our eight-week coaching program is to determine the roles and the staff and the job descriptions. We've got all that for you. All that's covered. If you're listening to this like, oh my God, where do I start? Well, you start with a call with us. Yeah. That's what you do. You head over to pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. You book a time with Randy. We're going we're gonna to talk about your business a little bit. We're going to see what do you want. Mm-hmm. That's probably the first question you'll ask them. Where, where, yeah. You've got this thing. You created it. You, you put probably a ton of money into this and time. And now it's maybe two, four, eight years down the road. And you're in the same position that you were when you first opened. And you want more. So- that's the first question. We'll figure that out. But then as with our eight-week coaching program, delivery systems, staffing, the fitness director role, job descriptions is part of the coaching program. I give that to you guys. So if you need that, we have that org chart, everything you need to run a business as a business, as a business owner. Effectively, efficiently and scalable yep. and not scalable on your shoulders. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. The whole reason that we, I mean, like the, I guess the goal and the premise behind the way we organized our coaching program is truly to take that self-employed business owner who's still in the trenches every single day, quite, quite frankly, probably on the training floor the majority of their time and to allow the systems and the staff and the burden of the business to be delegated, handed off, automation, spread. Yeah, exactly. So that you as the owner doesn't have 500 roles. You've got a couple key ones. And then you can choose. This is a big part of it too. Tim still has his hand in some of the the marketing side of the business is still in Tim's wheelhouse. It's still in something that we, you know, we as Profit kind of take on. But that's a choice Tim makes. If -hmm. he didn't want to, he didn't have to go do that. That's something he's interested in. It's a passion of his. Obviously, he's great at it. So he chooses to do that. But my biggest piece of advice is as you start to transition, because it's not necessarily for the true business owner or the guy that is already there, but the person that's transitioning, one of the fastest ways to elevate and increase the speed of that change is to, as you free up your time, then turn around and look for other income producing activities in your business that you can spend your time doing. It's not only about just free time, and it will be if that is your objective and goal. But in order to make more money for yeah. the business, put your, your, as a gym owner, you have to realize you're the most valued time in that organization. Spend it in other areas that are going to make you more money. Right. And you'll, probably, you can and you'll probably end up doing something else like I did. I couldn't sit at home all day. Are you no, kidding exactly. me? There's no way. Like, hey, Zach, you got it. And I'm just sitting there eating bonbons on the couch watching the uh, program. Best movie ever. Uh, you guys seen it? The program? Uh, seat at the table. 1996. We, uh, but, but we work with business owners <laughs> that, are, that are across the realm, right? So we've had independent, literally one-man shows that are further along, further have a longer transition out of that role, all the way to fully staffed gyms that have everything in place. They just didn't have the systems built in and on paper yep. to effectively run the business without that ownership. So- yep. Wherever you're coming from, understand that there is an answer. If you are looking to create that change, reach out. We will help. The first call with me is going to be an exploratory call. We're going to dive into your business and discuss the needs. But you're the one that knows your needs first, not us. We know the ways out, mm-hmm. but they know the needs. <laughs> yep, yep. So anyways, I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this episode. I wanted you guys you guys, girls, everybody, I wanted everybody to get a sense of what the mind is like in a role like Zach, who is our fitness director that allows me to remove myself 
and do other things mm-hmm. and leverage time and do other things and get into other opportunities. What did that look like? Hopefully you guys found value in that. I mean, when I thought about bringing you on, I was like, man, this is the perfect episode because so many gym owners are stuck. They're like, Who, what do I do next? Well, you find a Zach, but you have to have the systems in place first, right? Absolutely. Right. So right. how many business owners just say like, hey, if I could clone myself, if I could clone yeah, myself. I, I talked to somebody the other That's day. True. Well, I, I can't put 15 unicorns in my locations and things like that. No, but you can train. Um, well, not, I don't want to say anybody, but you can train an individual up into becoming that unicorn if you have the systems in place in your business. Yeah. And think about your business. It might not just be a fitness director. It might be multiple coaches, right? Maybe you're delegating tasks with our business. Yeah. I'm the fitness director. But we have our coaches that each have administrative responsibilities that help support me because otherwise I would be in your shoes where (laughs) you're stuck at the business 60, 70, 80 hours a week. So it's really a team effort, but you have to map it out. I'll give you another plug. Yeah, he's decided that there's a lot of other things that these coaches should be doing. So he's created a checklist that he's given them additional responsibilities. Yes, we did addendums to the job descriptions and stuff like that. Thank you, Aaron, on that one. But, <laughs> but but now he's actually delegating down to the team things that he sees are a need and didn't come from me. He came up with it and decided these are things that need to get done. So expect probably about seven or eight job offers after this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he ain't going anywhere, guys. Um, all right. So good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that being said, guys, thank you, Zach, for joining us. Randy, as always, until next episode, guys, keep changing lives. And if you need to get on a call with us, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great and we'll see you on the next show.